Hello everyone, welcome to Nerdy People Play D&D, where we play games with pens, paper, dice, and our imagination. Thanks for joining us. Everyone, welcome to Nerdy People Play D&D, where I'm doing this again, because I'm a twit. Um, with me tonight are four really great people that I'm looking forward to playing some D&D with. Um, we did a quick round of introductions that Josh is going to scrap, because that means editing around something. Um, so guys, we'll just do a quick redo on that one. Uh, Face, who are you playing today? Uh, hello, my name is Face. Uh, as you can tell from my wonderfully dulcet tones, I am from Great Britain. Um, I will be playing Bork, who is a human barbarian, specifically the butcher. Uh, we like this smacking and de-slicing with the uh, tenderizer. Uh, so he is a very, very tall human. He has a warhammer under one arm and a battle axe under the other hand, or a meat tenderizer and a cleaver, as he likes to say. And... Um, Finding the perfect cut of meat is basically his main goal in life. And uh, woe betide anybody that gets between him and that perfect slice of de ham. Very nice. Michael, who are you playing? Hi, I'm Michael. Uh, I'm from Australia, and I'm playing uh, uh, Plib. He's a goblin rogue who's been uh, hiding out in a kitchen trying to um, improve the kitchen for the uh, crappy chef that currently runs it. Um, he carries with him some paring knives, a, I haven't written it down. I believe it's paring knives. Paring knives, a filleting knife, and a uh, sharpening thing that I've forgotten its name. <laughs> sharpening steel. There we go. Great introduction from me. Thank you very much. Very nice. Uh, nerd metal? I'm Nick, a.k.a. Nerd Metal, and I'm playing Madame Malene, the chef de Farfadet. She is a uh, tiefling light cleric who is a master of elven cuisine. She's very lawful neutral. You will follow the rules of the kitchen or you will be kicked out of the kitchen. And by kicked out of the kitchen, I mean probably hit with her meat tenderizer or her giant rotisserie spit. So I'm going to call her Madame from now on. Because I can call her whatever you want. I do not want to be either spitted or, or tenderized. Um, and last but not least, Paladin Dad. All right. I'm Paladin Dad on the internet, uh, Garrett Rappenhagen in real life. I live in uh, Colorado, United States. Uh, I'm playing uh, Safa, man. He's, he's, a, he's totally a monk, man. He's a turtle. And dude, he's, he's a sushi chef, man. And he, he was on a, uh, he was a sailor for a while, and you know now he's in this town looking for some work. Very nice. I'm in love with him. I'm in different levels of emotional connection with each of you. Um, now, <laughs> each of you have wanted to study at the Gardan Ramsaya Cooking Academy of Fine Foods. Now, for each of you, this was a very difficult, but Many who know you would say this was an inevitable path. You would all admit that you were very surprised when the envelope came, saying you'd been given a probationary acceptance to Hogwarts. I mean, no, sorry, the Gardan Ramsay Cooking Academy. <laughs> you're a chef! See, it's not as interesting as saying Me, you're a wizard. a chef? Yeah. No, I'm just plib. <laughs> Each of you came from your respective place of origin and found yourself in the lecture hall, ready to be sorted into study groups. Your eager faces 
bright eyes, bushy tails in the cases of the tabaxi and whatnot, all enthusiasm and just ready. Um, as you watch a, a jolly-looking woman enters, she's, her motherly smile and cheerful demeanor were exactly what you may have needed to rein in your anxieties and worries. She dresses almost like you imagine your mother would, your mother might have if she were human uh, from Red Elk and had reached a certain age where she was comfortable with herself. Her somewhat square-chinned and chinned face and curly brown hair give her a homely but but just a, she just exudes this lovely warmth. Hello there, class. My name is Julia Enfant. We know many of you have travelled far and wide to study with us, and we are so delighted to see all of you. Um, I apologise to everyone for my Mrs. Doubtfire impersonation, but, you know, I'm doing the best I can. When I call your names, please gather down here. I have sorted all of you into groups. And after I have all of you together, I'll send you to meet Monsieur Gardin, who will give you your first assignment. Um, Michael, let it go. <laughs> let it go, dude. I don't even want you to have anything. <laughs> you okay, dude? Uh, you alright? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Very good. So... There are names called groups of students get up. A lot of these people haven't met each other at all. They're still just kind of like, hmm, okay. So the, there's a bit of awkwardness as they all get up, come to the front, and she directs them just, say, into a hallway. And they, they uh, a lot of them come out within about five minutes. Some come out with a, within about ten minutes. The only thing these people really have in common is this stunned look on their face. That simply just says, I'm, it, I mean, to, to use our vernacular, they are out of the fire and into the frying pan. So <laughs> you, you guys are by the second gaining, like you, you, you gain in anxiety. You look at Ms. Enfant and you think, no, it can't be that bad. It can't be that bad. Surely it can't be that bad. Now, at this point, she calls you all down and directs you down a hallway to his office. And she says... Dun, dun, dun. Sorry. That's right. I was going to say... The way she says his, you can clearly hear the capital letter in the word his. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll imagine you guys are having a little bit of a chat on the way down the hallway to uh, his office. So I imagine this is where you guys introduce yourselves to each other. No. Okay then. Smirking. 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 Totally. I feel you, bro. You're the turtle bone. My name is Borkin. I'm Safa. Safa. Bork, bork, bork. Hello. My name is Plib. Ah, the little one. Hello, the little one. No, please, please stop patting me on the head. I am. I ruffle Plib's hair. <clears throat> Plib, like meticulously, fixes <laughs> every strand. Um, and he's like, please, a little decorum. Pork, <laughs> do not forget to wash your hands. Hmm? 
Lord! <laughs> you you look and basically Bork's fingernails are just black. It is covered in you know, there's, there's possibly even a little bit of like dried blood somewhere on his like oh do to I can already see this group the group dynamic's gonna be beautiful in this. I turn and look at the who who was it that said uh make sure you wash your hands? Madame, I that think that was Madame, Madame so Aline. I turn and look at Madame. And, uh, Plib turns and looks at Madame and just um, just eyeballs him like, or her. Uh, eyeballs her, just as if that's a dig at the fact that he's touched a goblin and is not impressed. Okay. Right. Doesn't say anything. We got a bit of tension. That's good. It's a good start. So um, Gardan's office is almost like a museum of gastrological history and culture. Gardan himself sits behind his desk. He's a healthily stout-looking dwarf with tousled short blonde hair and piercing blue eyes. Um, unlike most dwarfs, though, he is clean-shaven. And, and you, can almost, you can almost see like the little indentations around his head where he would usually wear his chef's cap. All right, sunshines. Did you walk? All right, come in. Close the door. I, uh, I'll uh, wait for everybody else to go in, then I shall uh, close the door behind me and stand, you know, all six for eight of me with my uh, arms folded. <clears throat> Dude, it's a total honor. Safa will, Safa will give a, uh, a bow. I should think it is. Now, let's get down to business, eh? I don't have time, and you don't have time for me to waste. So, what I need from you... So I need you to go out there and secure for me a hundred pounds of dire cow meat. Prime diacow. Now, what I do not want, and I will know the difference, I do not want you just to walk up to a cow, punch it a bunch of times, and bring it in. That's not alright. Any questions? You hear the punching the cow? No. Any questions? No. No punching the cow? I'm starting to wonder if Muscles back there is the, is the mouthpiece of this group. <laughs> muscles. Are there many other students here, or is it just us? It is just you four. Oh, right. Cool. Or the punching the die cow and the bringing the beat. So, Okey-dokey. you have no questions for him? Um... Quick question. Uh, where are we finding the dire cow ingots? Well, let me put it this way, Sunshine. You're here to learn, right? Consider this a lesson. Learning how to find Oop-dokey. a good supplier. Okie dokie dokie dokie. Now, as always, I'm under a limit of time. So, I'm going to give you maybe a week, maybe a bit less, in order to secure that meat. Is that something you think you can do? We oui, chef. About how many dire cows would you suggest 100 pounds is? Let me put it this way, little man. 100 pounds of a dire cow is not much of a dire cow. Have you seen a cow? Yes. Have you seen a full cow? No. Very good. A dire cow is about. One and a half times bigger. 
you can see Borg kind of like standing there with his, Actually, with his eyebrow. There's forward. a great real world example of this right now. Has everyone seen? There is. Yes. 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 <laughs> the Australian cow knickers. Yep. Yeah. No. It's like six foot of shoulders. So, guys, that is a die cow. Ooh! In fact, he, 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 even, like, he like Gardan actually gestures to a po- to a picture of one he's got behind him, and and you, like he's it's like a picture of Gardan, like kind of pointing in the picture to the dire cow, which is next to like a normal cow. So he's pointing at a picture of himself pointing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that image. It's recursive. Yeah. Well, all right. I guess we'll go. Move along, eh? Now, let me get a few, one or two things straight, my friend. Now, if you bring my school into disrepute, you will not be studying here. Can you tell me how clear I've made myself? Actually, no, because you broke for me just so that process. It sounded like R2-D2 for a second then, so do you want All to right. repeat that? Let, let me put this very bluntly for you, my friend. If you bring my school into disrepute, you will not be studying here. Ooh, so, the gotcha. You said have you made yourself clear, but when we asked you a question, you kind of dodged the uh, answer. So you didn't make yourself exceptionally clear as to the locations of dire cows. I like you, little well, man. Good point, goblin. I like you a lot. You, you, you're a thinker. Now you can take that thinking outside, because I've got other things to do. And with that, he doesn't need to brush you out the door physically. The uh, And admittedly, this is a very, very, shall we say, sweet-tongued version of the human being. I'm sure we've all picked up on who it is, because um, Josh doesn't swear very much. Um, but you could just feel the will of this dwarf just pushing you from his office. In fact, he doesn't even get up and the door closes. <laughs> So, you guys and I now find yourself outside in the street, uh, to your left, to the top right of the screen, that's pretty well like just the little building that you guys came out of, Um, directly south of your characters you can see a uh, a tavern called Jamie's Olive, and uh, a butcher place named Carnell Delights. Carnell delights. For those uh, for those counting at home, that's three face palms that uh, Josh has created so far. <laughs> it gets worse. <clears throat> I expect many more with this theme. Uh, yeah, Should guys. Um, I worked on this really hard. <laughs> right. You, you so... typed in a buzz Buzzfeed list of famous chefs and just started mocking their names, didn't you? I sure. don't want to confirm or deny that's what I did. <laughs> we are looking for the die cow, yes? We. Oh, pro- probably the butch is the best place to start. No, 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 no. Fresh die cow, hmm? Yes, they might be able to point us in the direction of where to find one, though. Oh, little goblin, this smarty one. All right. Good thinking, man. Cowabunga. Oh, no, not, no, 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 not the bunga. No bungling the cow. Oh, <laughs> 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 
We are looking for the uh, dieting cow, not the bungan cow. <laughs> Silly total. Plim right. just heads towards the, the butcher that he sees down in front of him. I'll, uh, and Bork will uh, trail behind, giggling at the silliness. <laughs> Cowabunga, indeed. Okay. Uh, Safa, Madame, are you guys, uh, oh, we're all, we're all butchering? Go along, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> so, where am I? Yeah. So, the, the butcher shop is a testament to how many animals one could conceivably try to eat in a lifetime. The, uh, the, the, there is a there is a man behind the counter, and uh, you can you can tell that he's the owner of the place because the the name thing on his apron says Carnell, and uh, he he is just this beautiful beautiful looking man. Like imagine every good looking South American male you've ever like met or heard of or seen, and just glom them all together into one human like being person. Does it have multiple arms and legs? No, 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 no. Just the standard amount of arms and legs. Just the standard amount. Uh, but you, you can also tell that um, he he's wearing a butcher's apron and, and like a little hat to, to kind of keep his hair in line. He, he's got like a little mustache, a tiny little goatee. You can tell that every hair has been meticulously picked out that he doesn't want. You can also tell he's probably not wearing anything under the apron. <laughs> and he smiles. Hello. What can Colonel do for you? Hello. Hello. Hello, my friends. We'll be looking for the dire cow. You are looking for the dire cow? Well, uh, <laughs> it is uh, not exactly season for dire cow. I have much other. Uh, why do you need the dire cow? Oh, the meeting. Chef's orders. Hmm. Chef gets what chef wants. Well, I, uh, you, you, you just wait here. You just, you just relax. With this, he uh, turns it around. must be alive. And alive? Alive. Mm. He wants very fresh dire cow. Only the best. I would be more than happy to say that no one can beat my meat, but. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that one chambered up for weeks, guys. I, I, there was no way you guys were getting out of the shop without me getting that out. So that's fine. He goes to turn around, and yes, you can see the man's bottom, and then he, he spins back around. And says, you cannot beat my meat, but when you say you need it fresh, then you say you need it very fresh. We Timati go to huntingum. I do not think I can helped you. What I sell is, uh, well, it is as fresh as can be, but it is not alive. Trust me. Who then, perhaps, is your supplier? May well, we get in contact with them? 
I can think of two people, Jokut Spitu. Uh, the first is uh, a person called Didon Branan. <laughs> if you want to speak to Don, maybe you do. Sorry, guys, my accent's going to be dropping off, and I do not my Australian accent. I'm I'm cursed with that, but my ability to speak in the no, NPC's accent is. Good. I'm enjoying it so far. I'm enjoying it so far. Keep it up. I'm glad. I'm glad. You, you're getting you've the made you, you've made your bed. Lie in it. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to speak to Don? Do you speak to man next door? Do you want to speak to my supplier? His name is. Uh, Sir Loin. <laughs> and that's for... Is Sir perhaps a cattle rancher? Sir is a man of uh, many, many business, but uh, he does like to uh, get into meat and many other fine food. Uh, imports <laughs> and exports. <laughs> We should be streaming this so everyone can see face because his reactions are priceless. <laughs> yeah, but you see, we're on Australian internet, which means like trying to stream anything to anywhere is like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. the robot show. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Is tell us where we can find this sirloin. Do you want to meet sirloin? Here's no problem. And uh, he takes a, 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 a business card and he, he just writes his name. And on the back, it just says, you know, I, Carnell, vouch for these four as they want to buy some meat. And I cannot help them. Please help them. Here is his card. Uh, on it is his address. Because that is convenient. You tell him I sent you. You be polite. You be refined. You be. <clears throat> and he's looking at each of you and he's trying to think okay, how do I. You be not you. <laughs> Especially in Duke. Thank you, stranger. You. And he's pointing at Plib like, you, you be careful. Points at. Um, Bork, do you be showered? I like it. Thank you, strange like naked it. man. But you, you, you need shower. He then points at Sapa. You may be okay. You may be. Oh, okay. you're okay, man. Maybe I wax. <laughs> and he points at Madame. You perfect. You perfect in everything. I know. <laughs> I really regret now not doing a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> then the other two would have had to be turtles as well, and it just would have gone yeah. terrible. <laughs> Check it out, bro. We'll find you some right. pants, man. Thanks. Right. Ooh. <laughs> Bork looks out and goes, ooh. <laughs> Why would I need pants? I like to oh, work. you don't have any, dude. <laughs> Easy bottoms are naked. You want to have something that not mean you need? Oh, you, oh! You're not wearing pants by choice. Oh, yes. groovy man. 
Fortunately, you you, all the man. meat is cooked before it is served. I just, I just, I just handle meat. <laughs> what people choose to to do with it is is their choice. Is their choice. Let's it go to find the sirloin. <laughs> all right. Safa will give another bow and head out. And uh, can I get a... I'm just trying to think if this would be wisdom or intelligence. Because Plib, Plib and Madame might know Sirloin because he, he's, a, he's a fairly well-known supplier. Uh, that'd be history. Investigation. Oh, sure, history, yeah, maybe. Uh, I'd, I'd say history. Yeah, history would make sense. Okay, yeah, that's pretty convincing. That's an 18, so very nice. Um, what was it, history? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Plib, you've no idea. That's a natural that's a, that's a one. one. Okay, so we, we have almost <laughs> the, the two wonderful ends of that particular scale. And Plib is just staring at the butcher just in absolute disgust and hasn't really heard a word that he's said through the whole entire thing. Might be a good thing. And, Madame, you have heard of Sirloin. You know that he is a very... He is... He, he is actually... He is indeed a knight. Um, he's a very, very minor kind of nobleman. Um, he is indeed a supplier of fine foods and other delicacies. And he is indeed a man who is... He is very, very, very class conscious and very, very socially aware of things. We are going to be sorted. Don't worry in the slightest. Kuth is my middle name. Unfortunately, your first name is Un. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so you, you're very well aware that um, if, you, if you guys go as a group to go meet this man... Um, you will all need to be very, very, very scrubbed up to make a very good impression. And uh, also, um, if you if you do sit down with him, not only will you need to know how, like, the use of every single fork on the table and when you use them, like, you you, you will need to know, like, very, very, very upright and prim behavior and, and manners and everything. Is this being reported to Bork, or is uh, or you, is Bork being made aware of this situation? I don't know. I will let Madame make the decision there. Carnell is correct. We should, well, you all should probably get into your kitchen attire. You know, be clean, stand up straight. Sirloin is, as I recall, even stricter than I when it comes to the rules. And that's saying something. Well, how's he going to respond to this? And Plib points to his face. Likely not well. It's an unfortunate side effect of his station, she says with air quotes. 
would it be better if I were to perhaps make myself scarce? Perhaps. Uh, me and the little one could go into the tavern. <laughs> Booze! Do you own a shirt, Bork? <laughs> Bork reaches into his like into his backpack and pulls out a I dirty rag. I don't think rag. you're about to be pleased. <laughs> uh, it's shirtin. And I yes. use it to blow. And I use it to blow my nose. Yes, please <laughs> go to the tavern. Okey dick. Bork is not particularly bothered with this turn of events. But Bork seems to be the kind of guy that will go along with most things. Okey day, little one. Come on, you drinking. Uh, uh, so Plim follows along. Cool. So we split the party. Excellent. <laughs> much Great. shorter than usual. All gonna die. Um, <laughs> yes, well, possibly, possibly, possibly. Um, looking a, at the cards, Madame, you, you get the... Uh, you, you do know the the kind of rough place... So, sorry. You know roughly where this kind of place is that uh, Canel has recommended. Um, it is one of the finer tea houses or coffee houses in the city and it does have a, uh, a reputation of look if, if you come on in here you had better bring some dollars mate because this is going to be th this is not going to be cheap this glass of water ain't going to be very cheap for you my friend very good so, have we only got two people going to the tavern, or are you guys going to stick together and, and maybe check out the uh, potential lead on the dog? I think um, what will do, I think Bork and Plub, Plub? Plib, yeah. Plib. yeah I think Bork, Bork and Plib should probably check out the tavern and see whether they can get any leads there because um, Sir Loin might be good, but you never know. There might be, you know, he, we, there might be somebody else that can tell, tell us where to get uh, Dyke out from. And uh, Madame and Saffer can check out the smart, smarter area. Yeah. Right. Divide and conquer. Yeah, right. I'm just going to move Plib and these two over there. Very good. As, as you uh, guys leave the butcher shop, you can hear Carnell say, you'll come again, all of you. Mm. <laughs> okay, bye-bye, naked man. Righteous. Gives you a little wave. Very well. <laughs> so. Safa seems uh, torn, like he wants to go to the tavern also, but uh, he uh, he follows Madame Tiefling and uh, Tiefling, and then... Uh, he seems depressed, but uh, almost as if he's able to just decide to be happy. He puts a smile on his face. And, All right, let's go. First things first, Safa, about your hands. I asked you to wash them earlier because you touched hair that is very unclean. You will make someone sick. <laughs> Safa individually puts every finger in his mouth and sucks it off. And oh. ah, There we go. <laughs> 
I know this is potentially out of, um, no, not exactly character, but maybe slightly alongside canon, even if it's not perfect. I will, however, allow Madame to have a small, like, gourd, shall Hand we say. sanitizer. And, exactly, yes. <laughs> I'm okay with this. If you, In fact, okay. I think it's the kind of thing she just, like, hands... <laughs> well, to be Wait, fair, is, 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 is it cleric camp? Do you have press? Do you have? Do have say, press station? No, we get thaumaturgy. Okay. Okay. No, I will allow a cantrip then. As well. I, I will allow a, a cantrip just called sanitize, and she, and she can just lay on hands. <laughs> and just clean them. Yes, <laughs> I love it. So you can have yes. that one. That's a freebie. I cast sanitize. <laughs> <laughs> very, very nice. A little glowing bottle of sanitizer popped out in might front have, of you. 